Most of us aren't alien to the concept of artificial intelligence. With each passing day, the usage of AI in different fields only increases. On that note, it becomes important to understand the opportunities that AI has to offer. From an investor's perspective, one questions if this disruption will impact their current stocks in the portfolio. Also, should one be in a lookout for AI-related stock? And lastly, it becomes important to understand the world of generative AI, the regulations that the states have in mind with regards to generative AI and more. Hi there, welcome to the Business Line podcast. This is Nabodita Ganguly. Business Line's deputy editor Hari Vishwanath joins me to discuss about the world of AI. Listen in. Hi Hari, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. So, today we'll be talking about something which everyone is talking about all the time, artificial intelligence. It has become such a fast-paced concept. On yes. that note, how can everyone use the opportunity that AI has to offer? Uh, see, uh, right now the opportunity is more at the enterprise level. Okay, Companies can make use of artificial intelligence because the the basic infrastructure is just about becoming available with ChatGPT uh, and its competitors. Google has its competitor and there are many others also. So, but for the individual, what you can do is you can probably use ChatGPT to uh, make your writing better uh, and maybe ask it a question and learn something, which you can actually use uh, Google also for that. So for an individual, for them to make use of it, uh, a lot more has to improve. But at an enterprise level, it is already causing waves because uh, what companies, the kind of services that they are providing is enabling automation hmm. of many tasks that are being done by humans in companies. Yeah. All right. So it's many things, including social media reach, for example. There is a marketing company hmm. and it needs to send out social media messages. You can automate it. Yeah. And that is being enabled by uh, services provided by uh, Microsoft and OpenAI. Yeah. Alright, so uh, that is one thing, which is what Satya Nadella, a uh, couple of quarters back during the quarterly earnings release of Microsoft said. Uh, it's not just that uh, when we can use your services, how fast can we use it? Which means enterprises are really getting excited, they are ready to make use of it. Alright, so we could say that we are at the early stages of a massive automation wave. Okay, that's a very interesting way to put it. Yeah. But it's not only automation wave, right? It's impacting every, it, it will impact every aspect of life. People talk about AI in health, AI in finance, AI in everything for that matter. Yes, yes. So if we take finance, if mm. we take stocks into hold, mm. What about investors? Should investors be on a lookout for AI-related stocks or will this have a disruption in their current portfolio? What should they look out for? It may have. Uh, see, but the only thing is it may have uh, and one needs to be alert. But whether they need to jump in right now and only buy AI stocks or themes based on that, uh, I would say it's a wait and watch. There are a few stocks, obviously. Like NVIDIA has been the biggest gainer mm -hmm. of the artificial yeah. intelligence wave. Uh, and its position is extremely well entrenched with very solid modes in the technology world. So there are companies to look at. But uh, see, one thing that investors need to keep in mind is that uh, any wave, it's not like it comes and it immediately picks up. If you remember the dot-com boom, uh, the internet boom started, uh, people expected a massive boom to play out 
between 2000 to 2003-04. But it actually started playing out only from 2010. Okay. So investors who bet on these stocks, on the dot-com stocks, in let's say late 1999 or early 2000, they, their portfolios got burnt by the Nasdaq crash of 2001. By 2001, Nasdaq had crossed over 80% from its peak. So what investors need to factor is that, yes, you need to be alert to the opportunities in AI stocks. That is one thing. And you also need to be alert to uh, what can be the disruption that AI can cause. I'll give you this example. Amazon was founded in the mid-90s. Mm -hmm. And it was the dot-com darling uh, during the dot-com bubble up till 2000. Uh, 2000, 2001. Uh, so they were, they started with selling books online. Okay, so Barnes and Nobles, which was a physical retailer of books. Uh, after seeing competition from Amazon, they had set up their own. Then in early 2000, they sold it because it was non-core to their business. Okay. They thought online sale of books, e-commerce is not core to their business. Mm. And they sold it. A decade later, it went bankrupt. And Amazon was one of the largest companies in the world a decade later. Alright, so uh, investors need to be alert to two things. Where there is an opportunity and what about in the current portfolio which companies can get impacted. See, you should not be holding bonds and nobles. Hmm. Alright, uh, see there is a company like Walmart which has easily faced up to the competition of Amazon. Okay, Walmart has continued to give decent returns uh, but uh, since 2000. Although it's primarily it was a physical retailer, uh, and then they got into uh, e-commerce a, uh, a decade after a decade or so after uh, Amazon uh, had already established themselves so well. So uh, the thing is, yes, you can. There could be companies like Walmart which face up to any competition, but there will be and there will be companies like uh, Barnes and Nobles. Okay, you have to ensure you don't own a Barnes and Nobles. Holding a Walmart, you have to ensure you're holding it at the right price. Okay. And you should also be clear not to miss out on an opportunity like Amazon. Mm -hmm. You understand this, yeah. right? So there are three, uh, these aspe three aspects to this. So based on that, one will have to uh, uh, plan for their portfolio. But one thing I would say is you have to have a long-term view. Uh, the any wave, as I said, is not something that's going to start and immediately uh, uh, immediately uh, move up. Uh, everything, uh, there are a few adjustments which take time. The dot-com adjustment happened between 2000 to 2010. And then all dot-com online stocks shot, uh, I mean, aided by low interest rate regime, which was good for technology stocks, outperformed from 2010 till now. So you see, NASDAQ has significantly outperformed the Dow Jones. This is one of the reasons. So you have to plan for a timeline in which this is going to happen and then accordingly uh, invest. One more thing I want to tell you because you had also asked me about uh, how is it going to impact us, businesses, looks like everything will be impacted, which is what NVIDIA's uh, founder and CEO, uh, he has this uh, uh, nice outlook. He says there are two ways in which to see. One is AI meeting the virtual world mm -hmm. and AI meeting the physical world. AI meeting the virtual world is something like uh, chat GPT, automation of uh, uh, some of the tasks you do on your computer. Generative AI. Yes, yeah. generative mm. AI, mm. you could say is uh, AI meeting the uh, uh, virtual world. 
AI meeting the physical world is robotics, right? Yeah. Like a self-driving car, mm. a robot doing a task for you. You can tell a robot to go and get fetch something for you. Today you may have to use Dunzo or uh, uh, Swiggy delivery. Uh, I mean, sometime down the line, you can have a robot which I mean, you tell it go and pick this from so and so's house and bring it to me. That the, so that is AI meeting the physical world. Uh, uh, so. We are, that will also come at some point in time. So to your qu question on that, yes, uh, the future will be entirely different a couple of decades from here. But are we overexcited about it? Because there's always a chance of something not working out as well, like you were mentioning. Uh -huh. So, but when we talk about AI, it's more, it has also become like a status symbol. Like every company is trying to mention, hi, we also use AI for yeah. anything for that matter, maybe for writing a mail also. We do use AI. So using AI is something that's seen as an end in itself. So mm. is it that we are hurrying towards it? See, we may be, uh, but that is how, uh, I mean, you could say economy or any innovation works, okay? Yeah. Uh, that is something, that is excitement. Maybe something people get ahead of themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, it may crash. Yeah. But then you pick up from, from the crash and then you build something better. Which is exactly again going back to the same dot com example, yeah. uh, which is what happened. All right, so which is what happened if you see uh, uh, the dot com, every theme that was uh, suggested and uh, kind of uh, forecasted by some people played out everything. Like, for example, uh, Time Warner bought America Online, which mm. was, uh, uh, and uh, Time Warner was one of the largest media companies, and their plan was to use their content. Uh, their video content, their movies, etc., deliver it to customers' homes using America Online. Uh, so basically, video on demand. Mm. Okay, that was the largest merger and acquisition at that time in 2000. Uh, but then it didn't pick up because it was not, the infrastructure was not so good to enable video on demand in 2000. Mm -hmm. And affordability was also there. A decade, long, the decade later, Netflix perfected the same model. Video on demand, Netflix perfect streaming services, Netflix perfected it. What Time Warner wanted to do, Netflix perfected it a decade later. It's just that sometimes for few things, for everything to fall in place, it may take some time. Yeah. So that is great. what I would say. So to your question of whether can it, is there anything else that can happen? See, normally it's very, very difficult to uh, stifle progress okay human progress is constant mm. uh, so and so is technology see mm. humans are innovative and uh, let's say if if in one location something is done to stifle their progress in some other location in the world somebody is going to keep progressing on that like see, if you see actually if you see the space wars right russia was the first to spend well, russia yeah. was the first to send uh, i mean uh, send a vessel uh, and may, make it orbit yeah. the Earth, okay? The whole world is based on that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But then for some reason, they got, they could, uh, the Americans went way ahead of them and landed a person in the moon. Mm -hmm. All right, so, uh, so Yuri Gagarin was the first man in space. But Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon. Yeah. So, which means, so if somebody starts an innovation somewhere, someone else is somewhere is going to pick on it and take it forward. Like IT services. Okay. IT services didn't start in India. Right? Somebody started in the developed world. But 
but the Indians picked it up better and we are the global leaders in IT services. So that's how uh, it works. So mm -hmm. I would say uh, my view is it's next to impossible to stifle technological progress and AI is going to play out in the future. Yeah. As they say, change is an end in itself. Yes. Now coming to the regulation aspect, mm -hmm. when there is change, when there is technology, there is also regulation. So recently the Indian government said that 29 countries have unanimously adopted a resolution mm -hmm. that emphasizes on increasing collaboration, inclusion and developing governance framework on artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So how well is India equipped to deal with AI, AI related crimes, to deal with inclusion, collaboration in the world of AI? Because it's a very new thing for a developing country like us. Yes. Yes. So uh, see, I think we are moving on the uh, on the uh, on the right track, mm -hmm. uh, we are alert to it. Uh, but my concern is this: okay, uh, the best of AI companies, with all like if you see ChatGPT and what Google has come yeah. out, Bard and Gemini, etc., they are all American companies. Yeah. Uh, my concern is, uh, and they already have, I mean, decades of data. Okay, they have an advantage we don't have. They have decades of data. They have our data. They have your data, my data because we use their products and they can improvise on the AI systems based on that. Uh, how are we going to meet up to it? Because uh, we can have all these collaborations, okay? But at the end of the day, while collaborating, each company is also going to push on its limits when it comes to its progress. Hmm. Uh, let's take, for example, uh, climate change. Yeah. There have been many agreements on climate change uh, companies, I mean, sorry, countries give targets. Uh, I mean, uh, you you have COP meets regularly and you have certain targets. But are we actually progressing very strongly in that direction? For example, I'll say this. India is making immense progress in renewable energy. Our investments have been quite strong in okay. uh, recent years. But look at UK. Uh, Rishi Sunak, uh, he actually... Uh, he actually changed the timeline for meeting certain carbon emission targets a couple of months back because it was getting too expensive and if they had to meet those targets the cost of living for they would have had to tax the current uh, uh, public in UK and their uh, cost of living would have been more expensive so to reduce the burden on the current public in the UK Rishi Sunak chose to delay a carbon emission target that they wanted to reduce emissions, yeah. he delayed it. So my concern is uh, we can have facts, etc., but we also need to have our own independent strategy where our interest is primary. Because there are some scholars who are saying, as you mentioned, this data supremacy of the developed countries mm -hmm. will help them and some sort of neo-colonialism will continue to exist because of this. It's possible. In fact, Ian Bremer... Uh, who's one of like, uh, whose views are sought for, I mean, many geopolitical uh, uh, issues. Uh, he is now concerned that the next, I mean, we have all had geopolitical superpowers in terms of countries, etc. His concern is that sometime down the, down the line, it's an AI company that is going to be the superpower. Okay. So yes, that's a concern uh, we need to be alert to. Uh, it's not significant right now. But we should not be frog in the well, uh, and uh, and we, are, we should also not be the frog that tried to jump out of the water after after yeah. it got too hot. So both frog analogies are something to 
this thing we should not think that uh, this is enough like the frog in the well and not be aware of what is uh, happening and the frog that tried to jump in the water was too hot right so that's a very interesting hmm. analogy hmm. now talking about 2023 hmm. and ai the first name that comes to my mind is sam altman yeah so first he is out of the company then he's reinstated again what what happened how do we reflect no. on an incident like this uh, so it's only speculation uh, but you could there is informed speculation okay uh, that uh, uh, because nobody has confirmed anything. So the informed speculation is that uh, uh, they had made some significant progress uh, and it come into, in terms of capabilities of artificial intelligence. And uh, Sam Altman had been not been open about it to the board. Because, see, OpenAI's mission is not profits. Mm -hmm. OpenAI's mission is A, for the betterment of the world. And betterment of the world means you also hold, you don't, Invest. You don't take A to a level where it may be destructive to humanity. So the board was trying to uh, uh, focus on its mandate. Sam Altman was probably trying to see what what more progress uh, this technology can achieve. And looks like there was a clash there. That the there was some level of achievement in terms of what they had developed, and that concerned the board. I think the board concern was. Sam Altman was not clearly explaining it to them. So this is what we hear. The unfortunate thing actually is nobody is confirming anything, which is again bad because, uh, see, this can impact the world. The progress of yeah. AI uh, can impact the world negatively and positively. Uh, so to that extent, everybody should know what happened. Uh, may, so to your earlier question on companies cooperating, collaborating, it is very essential that it also includes things like companies are transparent, right? If companies, very true, yeah. If not transparent, then maybe we should not allow those companies' products to work in our country. Mm. I'm saying it's something strong. I'm not saying we should necessarily do that. I'm saying we should think on those lines, okay? Because uh, uh, we have to be sure we are not harmed. Yeah. So, to that extent, because see, OpenAI is not a government organization. See, if a government does something, you can... I mean, you have ways to deal with it, right? Like India and Canada are having a diplomatic standoff. Mm. But if OpenAI does something and it can have an impact, how can the, how can an Indian government deal with it? So probably uh, the agreement you spoke of collaboration amongst countries should also give some power Clarity over... Clarity about it, power over... About power over it. individual mm. companies also. Mm -hmm. so yeah. That's my thought. No, that makes sense because one day he is out of the board yes. and we don't know the reason. Yes. And in a couple of hours he is back. Yes. Is it because of his brand name or like why is he exactly back? We Do we know the reason? No. Uh, see, he is back only, I mean, many reasons. The most important reason is uh, the employees were, of OpenAI were backing him so much. They all support yes. him. Yes, see, whatever it is in his earlier role as, y -com, uh, as head of Y Combinator, he had done a very, uh, he had played a very crucial role in mentoring lots of entrepreneurs. Okay. And uh, so he's, uh, he has a very good reputation in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Many stood by him, many, many people who have interacted with him stood by him. So that's why you could say he was back. Okay, understood. But we, 
actually don't know the incident. We actually don't know the act- what exactly mm-hmm. happened. Maybe we'll have. So because see, uh, one one can see the way he was sent out and then came back. It makes the open air board look bad. Yeah, exactly. It makes the open air board look bad. But let's say if that informed speculation we have, which is that Chat GPT had progressed to a level where the open air board felt that it conflicted with the mm. mandate that the board was given. Maybe they were justified in what they did. Okay. So we lack of clarity means we only have to keep speculating. Yeah, we don't have anything else as yes. of now. Uh, my last question to you—it's also, I think, a perennial question. Everyone, some, some day or the other, some everyone has this thought. They discuss, they debate. People talk about it so much. Will AI take away my job? Uh, see, uh, AI. One thing we can be sure is AI will change the nature of our jobs. Mm-hmm. For example, let's take it. Take journalism. My profession. Yeah. Profession. Your profession. Uh, so in our community, if you see, we all write a lot, mm-hmm. right? And the writing is our own effort. Yeah. Few years down the line, maybe Chat GPT will do most of the writing. So basically, a person who has very good ideas, who wants to write but cannot write, but has good ideas, can do probably write better than you and me. And what about people who actually want to write? <laughs> ah, we will have to evolve to Chat. something else. Okay. okay. We'll maybe we'll have to change the nature of a writing that a Chat GPT cannot yeah. do. See, at the end of the day, take it this way, no? How did Chat GPT come out? Mm-hmm. It was basically fed all the information. I mean, it was fed trillions of bytes of information, books, mm-hmm. uh, data, facts, etc. And then it throws up something. It gives you an output. Hmm. So basically, that's based on what it was fed. Uh, you and I will have to evolve to use our intellect to uh, see how we can innovate from where we are. So to that extent, yes, AI will change the nature of our job. Uh, see, I would say it is good in one way because somebody who wants to be a journalist uh, but is unable to write, who has a passion for journalism. But writing is the only little bit of a stumbling block. It is amazing, no? They can use ChatGPT. Yeah, they might have very good ideas to share with the world. But what about a swiggy delivery person? Like uh, you were mentioning, robots might replace them. Yes, what yes. will happen to them? They will have to move to something else. They will have to move to something else. See, simple thing, right? Uh, uh, after Swiggy, the way we consume food has changed. Actually, yeah. we don't go to restaurants. We, we go to restaurants lesser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Restaurants are innovating by kind of uh, what do you call it? They are actually uh, uh, now trying to improve their sales by delivering to your home with the help of Swiggy or Zomato. Yeah. So everyone will have to adapt. Uh, that is the main thing. We have to be alert to what are the changes happening around us. And uh, we will have to adapt. Uh, see, I'll tell you this, okay? This actually happened. And the only thing is, uh, it's, it will take some time. So it will give you time to adapt, okay? Uh, see, what happened with Uber was, uh, uh, Uber was founded like what, like uh, 15 years back or so, all right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in early, Uber was heavily funded. I mean, the best of venture capitalists and private equity were throwing billions of dollars into uber once what uber did was in 2000 early uh, sometime between 2011 and 
14, some, sometime in that thing, there's a big private equity investment, okay? They got billions of dollars of funding. And uh, in the US, Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon University was known, was the best for uh, driverless car technology. They had decades of uh, research on that the professors working for Carnegie Mellon had, had done decades of research on uh, driving cars without a person behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. Already a lot of uh, tech research was done. What Uber did after it got the billions of dollars of funding was, uh, within a few weeks or months, uh, it basically used a good chunk of that money to recruit all the best of the professors and uh, team at Carnegie Mellon that was working on driverless cars. Very smart. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. the professors were getting much better pay than what they were getting in the yeah. university, okay? Mm. So many moved. Basically, the entire, the the backbone of Carnegie Mellon's uh, research on driverless cars was broken. Uber took the team. Because Uber's plan was, okay, now I'm going to use drivers for transporting people. Mm-hmm. They wanted to plan for a future of driverless uh, cars, actually. Okay. Uh, see, this happened almost a decade back. So mm-hmm. I'm saying this happened sometime between 2011 to 14. Mm-hmm. Almost a decade back. We still haven't seen the massive prevalence of driverless cars. Okay. It's still only functioning in select locations in the US, like in certain parts of California, uh, etc. Uh, so you will have time to adapt. That is what I'm saying. So you have to be alert and keep planning, including you and me. Yeah, including you and me. Same. I think so. Basically, to conclude, time is of the essence. Observe and see how things go for you. Yes. And keep skilling yourself. Keep skilling keep yourself. Skilling. Yeah. And uh, so that you keep moving up the ladder uh, mm. in your profession. And uh, when AI comes... Uh, you'll you, find a way out? You'll find a way yeah. out. See, at the end of the day, I feel it does more. It is good only. Okay. See, for example, I'll tell you this. I, when I was in school, this is my personal experience. Uh, the way a teacher tells you is one way you learn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I somehow I couldn't follow what a teacher was telling me. But then when internet came, I could Google and search and learn. Uh, yeah. I was able to learn the same things I could not learn in a classroom. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a personal beneficiary of internet. Yeah, I learning from the from internet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is not to blame the teachers or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Different people have different ways of learning. Yeah, everybody has some weakness, everybody has some strength. What they will do is those with the weakness can benefit from it. And that is very important because see, that is when the world gets more productive. You need to diminish the weaknesses and uh, make uh, our strengths even better. Yeah, if used properly, we'll look into it. Okay. On that note, Hari, thanks a lot for joining us and we'll sure. keep following the trains and maybe we'll have a discussion soon again about Definitely. what is happening in the world of AI. Look forward. Thank you so much. Thank you.